You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oh my God! Are they playing the Spider-Man cartoon theme? They, they are the Spider-Man yeah, cartoon theme in this very yes. special episode of Marvel Two in One. <laughs> well, well done. It is Marvel Two. I mean, in that like it doesn't have the thing in it. In the, yeah, right. It was in like every single Marvel Two in One, pretty much. <laughs> they should have called it the Thing End. Yes. Um, yeah. No, we're not going to be seeing the Thing on film again for a while, but we are finally seeing Spider-Man. That's a little more reminiscent of. You know, Spider-Man in the comic books, perhaps? Uh, yeah. Well, not finally. We we did actually get a pretty good glimpse of it in Captain America Civil War. That's true. Exactly. And, and that's what this is. This is this is the follow-up to that. They're, they're like, yes, we have Spider-Man now. Lucky us. And <laughs> this is called Homecoming for a reason. Yes, it is Homecoming at Peter Parker's high school. But also, this is, this is him coming back into the fold of, uh, you know, being part of the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe as opposed to uh, whatever grisly hell dimension uh, we had Garfield in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had this image of Garfield the cat, and I was like, well, Garfield played Spider-Man? Yes, he <laughs> did. That's the real hell Jim dimension. Davis has really run out of storylines. I like fighting crime and lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, my friend. They do live in New York. <laughs> he won't fight crime on Mondays, though. True. It really sucks. Uh, yeah, right in this new version that Marvel and Sony are in doing together it is not an origin story thank god yeah. Yay. 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 he's yeah, they, they do mention the radioactive spider however but i love just yeah just like in, when he tries to tell tony stark and captain america well i was like yeah, yeah i don't care they kind of go do the same because they, yeah. they have a new a completely new character here who is, who is peter parker's best friend well, ned and he's kind he's of a he's new to newbies he's not, new to people who don't you know, really follow the Spider-Man. He's Ned Leeds, who might be the Hobgoblin someday, but probably not. <laughs> he is not Ned Leeds. Yeah, not, he's... No, he's Ned Leeds. Oh, I thought he was the, the kid from the... the he's, he's inspired by the kid from the Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider Morales okay. but they just took the name Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds, oh, which has yep. absolutely nothing in common with this character. So he the Hobgoblin suit from the Big and Tall store? They can swim down. He acts as kind of an audience avatar because he, he's the one asking all the questions. Like, so how do you become Spider-Man? And then you're just like, okay, here's here's a one-line sentence why we're not doing the origin story. And I mean, yeah. the closest comes to an origin story is really just giving you a different view of what we saw him in Captain America with, like, you know, of course he brought, well, let's not forget, he's a photographer later on, right? Yeah. And so already we start with seeing the signs of that as he snuck a video camera along with him when Stark's like, come on, we're going to Germany. <laughs> of course, like, in, this, in this universe, he'll probably end up being a YouTuber. Yeah, well, that's true. But, yeah, he's like... Like, I'm a very successful blogger like Clark Kent. <laughs> I can imagine the scenes of J. Jonah Jameson going, what, what is a vlog? <laughs> Somebody bring me some vlogs now. God damn it, this WordPress thing doesn't work worth a shit. I sympathize. I really sympathize. Yeah, I mean, I love that we just keep seeing that side of him. He's like, God, I'm so excited to be a superhero. Yes, because like, he is he is, he a, is 14. Yeah, yeah, he is a high school student. Which is, and it, boy, this this... 
this runs with it. We got little glimpses in the in the the, the, the former two iterations of the of the franchise. This one's like, nope, we're in high school. We're gonna no, stay no, in high school what, for a what while. We, what we had in, in the previous two, yeah. less so with Garfield, because Garfield, the mistake they made was going, let's let's stop him still being in high school rather than going. Yeah, no. Let's have it. Let's have Garfield be the twenty, the early twenties um, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and he would have been a great Spider-Man if they'd done that. But they fucked up so much about that. Yeah. This is actually a kid. It's not a twenty-year-old pretending to be a kid, which yeah. is half of why this works. Yes, it's an eighteen-year-old pretending to be fourteen, which is a yeah, big. It's a lot closer. I mean, he is a he is a gangly kind yeah. of. He's awkward. Awkward. Yeah. He sounds like a teenager. In Hollywood terms, casting an 18-year-old as a 14-year-old, he might as well be a fetus. No, I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it's like they never do. It's always a 35-year-old playing a, a high <laughs> they, school kid. They should have got the cast of 90210 to beat his <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, but fortunately, they got the super hot Marissa Tomei, who oh, I love man. that they keep doing that man. joke that everywhere they go, people are like... Her Aunt May is freaking smoking. Yeah. Even if she's wearing some of the highest mom pants available in this decade. Well, you know, she, she makes look good. She can yeah. pull it off. She's yeah. Mom. yeah, she can wear whatever or the lack of anything. And we're fine <laughs> yeah. she was wearing nipple rings in the wrestler, and you weren't complaining then. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I was not complaining. Um, yeah, so it's him in high school. He wants to get called back. The whole thing is like, when are you going to call me back? I want to be an Avenger. I want to play. I want to be in the big boys. And uh, him getting frustrated that. They're not calling. He's supposed to deal with Happy, uh, who, of course, is like, Jesus fucking Christ, kid. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, And, of course, he gets himself into more and more trouble. He starts finding out someone is selling high-powered weapons on the street that are made from the remains of the Chitauri ships. Yes, not not just high-powered in the typical sense, but like laser beams and anti-grav technology. And this person in question selling it, we see right from the get-go of the film, is Michael Keaton, who is uh, what's Adrian Toomes. Adrian Toomes. The Vulture. The Vulture. He's built out of this, like a big Vulture suit, and there he's kind of playing the role in this film in some ways of like the Vulture crossed with the Tinkerer, you know, where he's like... A little bit, actually, his his sidekick is more of the Tinkerer. His sidekick is the Tinkerer. Yeah, he's got He's got a group of Joe boys, and basically they took... All the Spider-Man villains that aren't going to get a movie of their own, they kind of gave them, they're like, okay, here's your shocker, here's your tinker. Well, I know, though, with the way Sony's going, all of these guys will probably have their own solo films announced in the next (laughs) six months. (laughs) Certainly, possibly, a Sinister Six. But this feels like kind of like... I'm waiting to see the the bellhop guy (laughs) from uh, uh, Wes Anderson, uh, Wes Anderson's last movie, to become uh, Venom. Yeah, right, well, that's going to be Tom Hardy. We already know that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, he's Flash Thompson. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, that was a yeah. nice change of pace from, like, Flash Thompson being yeah. this kind of big, dumb jock. Or, I mean, he was yes. a little more sympathetic. Yeah, he's just a rich series, douche. Yeah. yeah. A coward. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, that guy should be given more flexibility to kind of do He's a guy wants. who's kind of a jerk in high school, but not such a big jerk you can't see him as an adult I mean, being an I mean, he's okay a member guy. of the Academic Decathlon, and speaking as a former Academic Decathlon member, somebody's kicking his ass at that school. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, yeah, I don't know about Academic Decathlon. I was, we were making fun of you guys in the parking lot while getting high. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and see how well it worked for both of us. <laughs> uh, so he ends up chasing these, the, you know, trying to find out what these weapons are, finding out, Jesus Christ, who the fuck is this huge guy? And tinkering with his suit, which 
it leads him to discover, fuck, this thing does a lot of stuff I didn't even know about that was hidden from me, which is where I think the movie really kicks into high gear as he starts going, wow, look, there's like, what do they say, 574 different webbing combinations <laughs> yeah. yes. available Which is a great shout out to all of the, the, the shit that... that he has done with his webs over the years in the comic book series. But, and know, it, it's a good explanation for, like, yeah, why he's able to shoot different kinds of webs or how... Because the other movies don't really go into, like, how he learned to do all that sort of stuff. Well, he, his body knew how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like, it came out as typical it, high school It's like, student. you know, sometimes you got a really solid and sometimes you got a really... Never mind. Typical, believe it, believe it. Typical high school student. He's just leaving his fluids all over the place. Just, <laughs> you, you do not want to shine a, a black light against the uh, Manhattan skyline. I'm just saying. Well, one of the nice things they do is that it, this isn't just they integrate this into the the core Marvel universe um, by having the appearances of Iron Man and and uh, having Happy there. This is, as, as you mentioned, this is what happens lower down the food chain after the Chitauri invasion. Yes. It's below uh, yeah. the Avengers, but above the Defenders. Yeah. yeah, which is where he needs to be pitched, which is part yeah. of why this works uh, in a way that the previous Spider-Man, Spider-Man films haven't. Because Spider-Man, as the only superhero, is never quite right. He's supposed to be the guy who's in the middle, who's yeah. kind of wants to be one of the big guys, uh, uh, wants until, to join the Fantastic Four, wants to join the Avengers, and is never quite there. Up until and Bendis fucked everything up, he tried to join the Avengers like 15 times. <laughs> no, you mean until, no. until Bendis finally went, screw this, this is stupid. <laughs> um... You know, and that's part of why this is so successful, that he is caught in the middle. I mean, you know, he's the teenager who's, who wants to be a grown-up. He's the street-level superhero who wants to be better, wants to be one of the big guns, and isn't there. Yeah. And the, the, the narrative of, you know, what, what happens with, his, with the suit that he's given by Tony for, the first, for his first appearance in uh, Civil War is like, you know, he really shouldn't be doing this. And that's one thing that, that might throw a, a lot of people, and I occasionally had... It almost got to the point where I was, I was like, "Really? Okay, now I get why you're doing that." It, is that he's all? He's not your like badass Spider-Man mm-hmm. of the other two movies. He makes a lot of mistakes in this. Uh, you know, he he literally face plants <laughs> a, a lot. Well, that was a big criticism movie. that um, people had with Raimi Spider-Man's yeah. and with uh, especially with Andrew Garfield's is that he's just so instantly the, so he was fucking good badass. at this. Yeah. And this guy, he fucks up constantly. He's on a learning curve. Yeah, exactly. And this is all about that because what they've made is not really just a superhero movie. They've made a John Hughes-style coming-of-age high school comedy. And those roots are so deeply felt and so vivid. Visible, even down to like doing a kind of post credits Ferris Bueller stinger. Even down to using flock of seagulls in the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come and, on, and yellow as well. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Deep cut time. It it really. I think that's the key to why this works more than anything else, though, is that they have given him so much more humanity than we've ever seen before, without feeling like they need to pile on the pathos to do it which is what the other films did as well like oh they've got to be so much pathos and here it just doesn't feel that way even though it includes one of the most iconic kind of pathos moments in Spider-Man history they work it in in such a way that yeah you really feel it but you don't you just you feel charged it's organic but I don't know there's a part of me that's going really you want to waste your capital here okay he's got a lot of iconic moments to come I know (laughs) but that is that is arguably the defining moment of the Ditko run yeah agree Um, I think as well we've got Tom Holland once again 
great job. He's so enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. He was the guy, I think, to play this role. I think there's no doubt that, that they picked right. Michael Keaton, once again, playing the vulture like a blue-collar working guy who you actually kind of feel sympathy for. He's not the comics vulture. He's a different guy. Yeah, but I love that, I love that take man. on the vulture. Um, because, yeah, it wasn't some kind of super-powered villain who got his eyes on world domination. He's 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 got... You know, family to look out for. He's kind of screwed over by the system. Mm-hmm. He sort of get it. He's Tony Soprano. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, this he, is basically he's, there's, a, there's kind of a, a you know that classic '90s, early 2000s mob film. He's every yeah. he's, he's every well. person that does construction in New York City. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, he actually has some depth in the personality. I mean, that's yeah. always been, in my opinion, Marvel's biggest struggle when it comes to their villains. Even some of their yeah. You know, their best films. It's like, yeah, the film was throwaway. And that's kind of where, where Tom Holland, I think, uh, he, he excels here because, like, thinking back to Cop Car and a lot of the scenes where Kevin Bacon and the kids were in the car mm-hmm. and how he, you know, brought tent, uh, you know, tension out of those scenes in that one really, I, that one scene here where that happens, that's done really well. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, his relationship with his friends and all the high school kids, they're well chosen. Everybody, once again, is actually really young. And there's yeah. no 35 year old Tom McGuire's in this. Time. Yeah. And there's the fun sort of like guess who this ends up being game they play with the audience because they're pretty like cagey about saying people's names for a while. Right. Like they introduce these characters and it'll be a <laughs> way the movie. Gets tight for yeah. The most very much so. It's, a, it's an extremely racially diverse cast, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this takes place in fucking New York. Yeah. <laughs> Which it would be. Why is everyone in this New York high school white? <laughs> Can you film it in 1936? Which actually leads to one of the nice moments is we do have a, an appearance by Donald Glover, which will yes. finally put to rest all the people going, why didn't they cast Donald Glover as Spider-Man for this film? Because he's 35! Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he finally gets in there and it's like, you know what? It, it, he would have been too old in the first season of Community. Yeah, I don't like, yeah. seriously, I, kids. I don't want to say who he is playing or will end up becoming, but I will say that at least in some interpretations of the material, he does eventually get to play Spider-Man. So there you go. Yeah, that's a good hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> if we tell you, yeah, either you know already, or we could tell you the name, and you could go, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> Somewhere, John, our friend John Goulson is sat there going through his back issues, going like, "I'm going to make a list. I'm going to like, narrow it down so, without even watching I'm it." I'm thinking maybe tops seventy-two people. <laughs> Spider Ham, Rocket Racer. Spider Ham. Oh my God, he would make a great Rocket Racer because he's black. Yes. <laughs> I just had to face palm. But <laughs> <laughs> also, he kind of like he would look good. He would. Look, he would. He, he has it. Yeah, but this is a, a movie you can take with no background in Spider-Man at all. Like yeah. you've only watched these movies, or watches a hardcore. Big, like I, I, I've read all the Spider-Man comics. I love it so much, and play spot the the little canon influences. But oh my god, that's who that character is! Oh my god, that's who that character is! I mean, yeah. this movie's just packed. Like almost everybody in this, eventually, at least by their names, goes on to become a bigger character, mm-hmm. which is fun. And they may or may not choose to follow yes. up on this. Oh, we, yeah. we could be looking at a, a, a whole cast of. Uh, Batman 1989 Harvey Dent's. Oh, God, please. <laughs> Poor Billy D. Williams. You're not dead, but I'll do this anyway. <laughs> he needs it. At this point. He does. At least he got, finally got to play Two Face in Batman, the like, yes, Batman he, movie. Yes, so something. That's, that's something. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I guess let's go to final thoughts then on this one. It's one of those, like, we just sit here and rave about every single, how we liked all these characters. I mean, I will say, like, uh, the only criticism at all is, like, there's a kind of a sense of I just, I don't know, maybe it was just that I was expecting something kind of different and I was fighting myself the whole movie. Because I kept going, there's nothing wrong with this. They're doing everything right. It's just not really what I expected. My my thing is, uh, and I guess I could start with my final thoughts and leading into this. Yeah. My... Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Uh, mm. he, he was the one I read the most as a kid growing up. And then as I got older, I sort of stopped reading comics. But I always really loved Spider-Man. And because of that, I'm really forgiving of, of the movies, uh, except for three. Uh, Rings <laughs> three. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, you know, I didn't even mind Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I think in all three iterations, there are things that I like. Like, I liked... Raimi's Spider-Man. I didn't really like that Peter Parker. And I liked Garfield's Peter Parker... Um, I didn't mind that Spider-Man, but I, I didn't think he, that Spider-Man was as cool as Raimi's. And this is sort of the mix in between. And going in, I wasn't very enthusiastic about the idea of Spider-Boy, mm-hmm. because my most of my exposure to him was, was post-high school Peter Parker, working for the Daily Bugle, that sort of thing. And so, yeah, that the fact that this worked was a real pleasant surprise for me. Um, I don't. I don't really know that it, it, he that this is my favorite Spider-Man or my favorite Peter Parker, but it's enough of a blend of the two to where I really enjoyed what I saw. Um, it's really funny. It's probably the funniest of any of the five of the now six Spider-Man movies. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of heart. Uh, the action is really good. I, I mentioned how I love the villain. How the, it's it's how simple kind of his motivations are, and understandable his motivations are. Uh, yeah, this is really solid all around. I would give it eight out of ten uh, things that I would give uh, at me for free if I was a waiter. <laughs> right, Bo? Um, so I there's a lot that I love about this movie, and there there are a few things that make it maybe not the best Spider-Man movie for me. Um, it is very much you know that like I said they 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 have doubled and tripled down into this is Spider-Man in high school coming of age. That's a great run in the comics, especially because almost all of those issues are, are, are Ditko. Uh, they're really formative of the character. It's not necessarily my favorite run of Spider-Man, however. And so, you know, because I, I enjoy the Spider-Man as he goes into college and becomes more, more of an adult and is a little bit more of a badass. Um, so I, I think there may be a little jar for me there. However, I love the way that the, the, the movie brings... Uh, him into the the Marvel verse. Uh, I love the crossover uh, stuff with uh, uh, Iron Man, uh, which I thought was was just perfectly handled. I mean, there was there was not too much, and but every time every time Robert Downey Jr. showed up in this, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, I did not think that it was overused. Um, Flawwise, sometimes they sometimes it felt a little too teenage angst, angsty, just a little. Uh, not not enough so that that I I found it distracting. But every now and then I go, eh, okay, we'll kind of fast forward this. Okay. <laughs> um, and the only flaw I think this movie has is I don't really think there really isn't a set piece action piece in this. They try a couple of times, but they they never really top anything else that they've done in the Marvel verse, and, and really not anything like I I think 
you know, like Sam Raimi's subway scene comes to mind uh, of like one of the most amazing sequences in, I, in all. I feel of like Raimi's is like that because the first one is sort of like that. It's not really an yeah. iconic action set piece, and then two has the the train. Exactly, uh, and I, I I feel like it, it, it suffers just a tad from that. But they were trying to do a lot in this movie, uh, and I, I do find I did find the story very satisfying. But yeah, I mean, if you're going for the Wham Pazal stuff, it, it it might leave you wanting a little for that. Um, that said, it, it's still it's great to see Spidey back home. Um, I give it uh, oh, I, I give it eight point five larbs out of ten. <laughs> Richard, well, I think this is final proof. If you want a, a Spider-Man movie done and right, you make sure Kevin Feige is somewhere near it. Mm. Uh, the fact that they did go, this only went. We're clearly not doing this right. We we have to do something that gets this back on back on track. What works? Well, the main Marvel continuity, and this integrates what they what they tried to do with Spider Man really well into the into the large universe. Subtly, you don't need to have seen everything else, but it, you know this is kind of a step above. For example, you know Ant Man, which is one of my favorite of the of the soft standing um, uh, MCU films. Uh, you know Holland is fantastic. Uh, the uh, my my issue with the act, with the action sequences, I, I actually think that the sequence um, on the uh, Washington Monument is great. I think mm. that really worked for me, and the sequence on the uh, the Staten Island Ferry, I think, worked fantastically. If there was a problem with the action sequences, is occasionally the CGI choreography is a little bit messy, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the in the final fight sequence, which it, I was like, okay, I can see what's happening there. But I thought that was it, very messy. That would it that could have done with a little bit more work. Uh, but you know that's almost you know, complaining about the, the you know, how neat the frosting is on an extremely tasty cake. Um, this this is you know this is a, a really solid addition to what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing. And for me, I think it's the best of um, Sony's uh, Spider-Man films. Uh, but you could say because it's got the Sony logo to start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I uh, give this eight and a half. Um, uh, well-timed Ramones tracks. Christopher Herman. Um, as I said off mic before, I'm just glad we had the shocker in this film. I've been waiting for that for years. <laughs> He's Schultz the guy, Marvel. Is finally, I am a big shocker fan. Chris, that's, that's just how he shoots his webs. Oh, okay, got it, got it. But, but, you know, really... Yeah, uh, that's what you said. <laughs> I mean, I, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I think everyone's brought up some good points. Like, uh, Richard, in regards to kind of like the, the CGI, I, I did notice, like, Spider-Man did seem like rubbery a few times. And maybe they could have had a few more passes or rendering or something like that. There's a little awkwardness, mm-hmm. I thought. that I noticed that. But overall, I mean, the performance is all great. Tom Holland is, is Spider-Man. He plays a great Spider-Man and a great Peter Parker. That's always been kind of my problems with the last films where it's like, oh, I, like this Peter Parker's great, but I don't really like this actor Spider-Man. So I'm glad they nailed that. Um, like, all the, the kids in, in this film are great. I loved uh, the person who was playing Ned Leeds, um, the person who played uh, Michelle, and also played Liz. She was I thought, great. Yeah, I thought everyone just had... Yeah, Zendaya. Z- Zendaya, the that's was, right. was uh, um, uh, is Michelle. Michelle, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of that just works so Jacob well. Jacob Batalon is Ned. Yeah, and then, of course, the thing that I've, I just really appreciate is, like, you finally have a great villain in, you know, a standalone uh, Marvel movie. It's been so long, or, you know, most of the times they just they're never able to do it. I like the fact that the Vulture is a blue collar supervillain. He's not just like a bank robber or who was seeking eternal youth. You gave him some death, and I really like that. And I hope to see him in future films. Um, now, for myself, uh, I, I probably have to give this 
nine out of ten shock goblins. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is a really good high school comedy, and it's a really good superhero movie, but it's not a great one of either, mm-hmm. you know? And, but they, they fuse together perfectly, which, you know, is terrific. That's exactly what Spider-Man should have been all along. But I guess that was maybe that point that kept me from completely being in love here. It never really transcends into a truly great film of either genre. Um, it's almost there. It's so close you can taste it. And yeah, some of the... It's scene- like a cake with fucked up frosting. It is. <laughs> I don't really care what the frosting is. You could just... It's got frosting. I'll eat it with a spoon. It's fine. Um... Yeah, I, I just keep being so stuck. The strongest thing here is really just Tom Holland himself, who's, who is giving the greatest performance anyone has ever given of Spider-Man. He's so perfectly cast, but, you know, all across the, the board, just good choices. Um, it's This Spider-Man is kind of a cross between, you mentioned, of course, the, it's the high school years, so it is, of course, the classic Steve Ditko, but it's also lots of elements of Miles Morales. His ultimate Spider-Man is a high school kid that's in there. Like, Ned is basically his friend from Miles Morales' friend yeah. from Ultimate Ganky, Spider-Man. I think yeah, he's play, pretty much playing that same part. Yeah. And uh, crossed with Dan Slott's Amazing Spider-Man run, which has a sort of lighter feel to it. It's a little goofier. Um, it, it's a mishmash of all these things, which is kind of why I also was a little unbalanced. I'm like, I'm not really sure where all your reference points are. But whatever it is, it works really well inside of the Marvel Universe that's been built so far. I think this is a thoroughly enjoyable film that most people aren't as canon queens as me will probably like even more. Um, I give it 8.5 out of 10 unfinished Lego Death Stars. That was troubling me. I was yeah. like, you've got a Lego Death Star and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. Well, <laughs> that's one of the great things is you've got a character who, uh, re, you know, normally when you have something happen to a character and they're like, I must go and do something and be miserable. It, but he goes, no, I'm 14. I'm going to go find, fucking make a Lego Death Star. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> that is what Spider-Man will be doing in his first time. Is this the first real geeky Spider-Man we've had who's actually a geek? Yep. Yes. No skateboarding in us whatsoever. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that guy's way too cool to be Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Oneofus.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years. But there's a side to them many of you have never heard. The subscription side. Subscribe and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Pub, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch a Movie With Us series. Head on over to oneofus.net and don't forget your towel.